Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how are you? I'm really good. Good day. Getting towards the weekend. Lots of news to talk about. Yeah, so uh, we are, it is uh, about 4 o'clock as we are recording this, basically an hour ago. Um, a lot of Miami coaching news broke. Kind of some stuff we, we knew or had a feeling was coming. Um, huh? Some stuff that had you know we maybe kind of hinted at or talked about a little bit. Um, you know we were going to probably spend a lot of this first segment uh, talking about Travaris Robinson, but uh, it'll have to get blended in today because in the last two hours, basically Miami announces Jess Simpson is returning as defensive line coach. He had been the defensive line coach in, uh, what was it, 2018, I guess? Or 20, yeah, 2018. Uh, went to take a job with the Falcons. Obviously, uh, they're making coaching changes up in Atlanta. So Jess Simpson comes back to Miami. Todd Stroud, who had been very good as defensive line coach the last two years, but has had some health problems, uh, moves into an off-the-field role. Um, interesting, you know, he... When he first came to Miami, it was sort of in an off-the-field capacity. And uh, when Coach Simpson left, he moved into uh, a coaching job and did really well there. Um, in the secondary, we mentioned Travaris Robinson coming in as a defensive backs coach on Saturday. I think it was Saturday maybe it got announced. Maybe Sunday. Over the weekend. Um, came in a few days after uh, longtime safeties coach Ephraim Bondo left to become the defensive coordinator at Utah State. Now Robinson getting a, uh, a running mate in that uh, defensive backfield. Demarcus Van Dyke, who had been assistant recruiting director, gets promoted to cornerbacks coach. Mike Rumpf, who had been the cornerbacks coach uh, dating back, I think, to 2016, and obviously is a Kane's lifer, moves into an off-the-field role in the recruiting office. And uh, maybe the biggest piece of news is Manny Diaz is going to call the defensive plays in uh, 2021. So sort of splitting the difference with the, uh, those who want Blake, uh, Baker out as defensive coordinator. He's still in, but Manny is, who's already kind of seems like every week is taking on a bigger role in the defense. Uh, you know, now we'll, we'll kind of formally be the defensive play caller there. So a lot of coaching news in the last week, we'll also have some player stuff to get into some transfer portal stuff, some NFL draft decisions. We'll do that in the second half of the episode, but just with the coaching news, the all the stuff that's happened in the last week, what to you is kind of the most significant development, do you think? Um, well, there, there's a couple of them, but I think the Manny, I, I think what's really interesting is how Manny, Manny Diaz kind of, at least initially, pulled it off by, uh, you know, people were upset with Blake Baker, their, their defense did get at least statistically and, and on the field, as we saw, yeah. you know, considerably worse, even though sometimes they were great. But overall, at the end of the season, they really went down statistically from last year. And people wanted, a lot of the fans were calling for, you know, Blake Baker to be fired. And um, Manny's very close with Blake, and we were all wondering what he'd do. And this, the, all these moves mean that, Okay, Manny on game day will actually be calling the defense, and he's he's always been involved in it. But you know now he's going to be extra involved with it. Mm-hmm. And um, and Blake Baker is still called the defensive coordinator. Um, and you know 
will um, will be instrumental, I'm sure, as a whole in the defense. Um, but not, you know, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's basically, I think, a demotion. Uh, and um, uh, and and then keeping Demarcus Van Dyke, who was a you know who was a cornerback at UM before, yeah. and. Uh, very very well liked and he was an assistant recruiting director there uh, keeping him in the program instead of him leaving which he was going to do I promise you he was going to leave yeah. uh, with Ephraim Bonda to Utah State um, to become the cornerbacks coach there or he was going to be coaching cornerbacks there UM convinces him to stay promotes him at UM the kid you know the kid <laughs> DeMarcus is from Miami Gardens grew up here. He has a family. Um, he loves you. He gets to stay here. Uh, they see how he does it. They'll see how he does as a coach. Um, I, I love the idea. If a, a little, I, I don't know how he's going to be as a coach, honestly, um, but we'll see. And the idea that they brought in Travaris, um, uh, you know, Robinson as the, as, excuse me, DB coach in general, there's no now safeties coach. It does make you, and David, we talked about this before, it does make, it makes you realize that Travaris Robinson is kind of going to be the head guy on DBs, and, uh, and DeMarcus, who's, I guess, will have to learn along the way. Will, he'll be, I think, kind of the boss of DeMarcus, if that makes sense. So, and, and, and then Jeff Simpson is, like a very, very good coach. Yeah. Okay, very good record. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, it's all positive to me. Let's let's see what happens. But for now, Manny, Manny's pulled it off for now. Yeah, so to me, uh, let's start with T-Rob because uh, that was where we were really going to start this week before all, uh, you know, we were just weren't sure when these kind of other moves were going to come down. But, but T-Rob, that was a big enough higher I think that we were going to like anchor this whole episode with it because he's defensive coordinator experience first of all um, which is always good and you know the I think watching the national championship I think most Miami fans probably felt this way it was so evident that like secondary should be a strength for Miami and and it just has not been the last however many years you know Mike Rumpf I, I think Seems like he's a pretty good technical coach. I don't know enough about, you know, what he's like as a coach to, to kind of know that. But, you know, he's, he's developed some guys well. Michael Jackson, Trajan Bandy, you know, guys who were three-star recruits and became, you know, all-conference type guys. Um, but, you know, that Alabama secondary, they've got uh, a five-star recruit from American Heritage who Mike Rumpf coached. Uh, and Pat Sertan, who obviously goes to Alabama over Miami. They've got... Uh, Jordan Battle was a, a top 100 recruit out of St. Thomas Aquinas, um, goes to Alabama over Miami. Daniel Wright, a safety uh, from, I want to say Boyd Anderson, goes to Alabama over Miami. Um, and who am I forgetting? The other, oh, Josh Job, a cornerback from Columbus, was committed to Miami for a long time, but ends up going to Alabama over Miami. Um, you got to recruit, you got to recruit cornerbacks, especially down here in South Florida. Uh, T-Rob does that. He, I'll have a story probably, I think, Friday about just his recruiting prowess, and that's a big deal. And, you know, it's not just the recruiting. You know, he 
He recruited Vernon Hargreaves, who, yes, was a five-star recruit uh, from Tampa Wharton, but he also, Hargreaves, becomes a first-round pick. Um, you know, he recruited J.C. Horn uh, to South Carolina. Um, I think he's from Georgia. Um, four-star recruit. He's probably going to be a first-round pick. So, you know, that's, that's I think, just on paper, like, the biggest upgrade that they made here because, you know, as you mentioned, Jess Simpson is a, a really good coach, but he also, you know, Todd Stroud is a really good coach, too. I think that's, like, a kind of lateral move, you know, just because I think both those guys are really good. Um, and, and I think clearly Manny Diaz's system just is very defensive line friendly. Um, but so I, I look at the Travaris Robinson addition is kind of the biggest move here. And then the Manny Diaz calling plays is kind of fascinating in some ways. You know, again, he's obviously really involved. We don't, he was always really involved in the defense, but like, <laughs> yeah. like what does this say about Blake Baker? Like, are, it's the one thing, it's a concern that you have with a coach when he's kind of hiring his buddies is like, what's Blake Baker really going to be doing now? And I know he's obviously going to be doing stuff. Um, it's always been a collaborative effort on defense, but it's still just like a situation of like, was that really the move that you should have made? Yeah, it probably is going to make the defense better, but could there right. was there a better move to make there? because Manny is now going to be super, super even more invested in the defense because he knows this is it. You know, I mean, yeah. he knows he's, he's got to, it's got to change. Now, now it's going to be him, you know, uh, doing it. And I agree with you, I'm like Baker, but um, I also wonder about Manny, you know, I, you know, being the head coach and and uh, keeping keeping an eye on the team. You know, overall, yeah, uh, not not letting go too much um, of of the rest of his responsibilities. I mean, I know he's really detail oriented and very smart man, but that's what you just got to look at that also. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it should be a very interesting thing. I. I'm kind of excited, you know. It's always fun when you see the the, the new guys, the new guys that are, and also also that he managed to keep. I mean, Mike Rump, he's such a great guy. I mean, I love Mike Rump, and I love Demarcus also. And mm-hmm. I, but Mike Rump, I feel bad for him, you know. Um, but they managed somehow to keep him on staff, so he's still getting paid. Um, and uh, maybe I, I have—I really don't know what's going on with him yet. At least, right? Not this second, but maybe he does. He look for another job, you know, another coaching job somewhere, or I don't know. I don't know that situation either. But I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. But it, I think it's great, and I think that they keep these guys, and I think. Um, you know, uh, they, Todd Stroud, who has been very, very sick, yeah, uh, is is now going to have some kind of a off-field role, which is great too because he's a really great guy and he's mm-hmm. really smart and a good coach. Um, and 
may, and I don't know how much recruiting he'd be allowed to do. But I, I also have to think that Ed Reed, you know, having him there, I, I think, you know, he loves it. Ed Reed played with Mike Rumpf. Right. And he loves his, you know, he loves his canes. I think it was, they're keeping everybody in the family kind of, yeah. you know, and not kicking anybody out. So if they do leave, it's, it's they're doing it themselves. Yeah. So. So one final thing on the decision for Manny to call the defensive plays, um, just another reason that that Rhett Lashley hire is an absolute home run because it really, you know, it almost felt like there were two head coaches of Miami this year. There was Manny Diaz, who was like the program overseer slash, um, you know, he was almost the defensive coordinator, even if he wasn't. Um, right. And then Rhett Lashley was like very much not just the offensive coordinator, but he was very much like the head coach of the offense, it felt like. And that gives Manny that flexibility to uh, go back to calling plays and be as involved in the defense as he feels he needs to be. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Um, as for the moves, like I said, the Jess Simpson, I, I like that hire. You know, he was really good. Um, turned Gerald Willis into like an All American, basically. Um, the DeMarcus Van Dyke, Mike Rump flip is kind of interesting because DeMarcus Van Dyke is a really good recruiter. If you talk to like the corners and defensive backs, they, and really just everyone they recruit, you know, they, when they talk about the coaches, they talk to a lot. He's always one of the guys that they mention. Um, he does a really good job behind the scenes. I think one of the big stories of this last year for Miami, um, is the way they have kind of reshaped this support staff with uh, David Cooney, clearly a really good recruiting director. Obviously, DeMarcus Van Dyke, they were very high on as that assistant director. Um, and then bringing in Ed Reed. Now Todd Shroud is on that support staff. It's I think we right. talked about this a few weeks ago, the way that Alabama just has these like mass, this massive support staff of um, some, you know, a lot of them are like failed head coaches or guys who come in and are like assistant to the head coach or whatever. Um, Manny's kind of building a, a light version of that in Miami. Um, but as for DeMarcus Van Dyke being the up, being a replacement for Mike Rumpf, so the, the real positive you get there is, again, in the recruiting department. It's clear Manny has, like, built this staff um, with recruiting in mind, um, which I think is smart when you look at who was in the national championship this last year, um, two of the best recruited teams of all time. So DeMarcus is going to be even – he's already a good recruiter just because he can talk to guys on the phone and stuff like that. And um, But now he can once – once coaches are allowed to go back out to schools, he's going to be out at the schools, obviously. He's going to be good recruiting there. He's probably going to be a recruiting upgrade over Mike Rumpf. But it is interesting that, like, they didn't go for a splashy hire there. And I know they got T-Rob who will probably – we don't know exactly what the division of duties is going to be for those two guys – whether it's going to be like Travaris Robinson is like head defensive backs coach and DeMarcus Van Dyke is like basically oh. the assistant defensive backs coach. Um, yeah. Or if I, it'll I, be a I, safeties I, corners breakdown. We don't know for sure, but you know, DeMarcus is really unproven. You know, they, they clearly think highly of him, um, but there's no guarantee that he's going to be a good cornerbacks coach. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. And I about DeMarcus, you don't know. And the thing is, I, I don't think – they wanted to. Uh, I don't think they wanted him to go, to leave. Yeah, he's really valuable as a recruiter, I think, and that's like that's yeah, proven. And they clearly think he can be a good coach too. Yeah, I mean, but we don't know that. But the thing is, 
even the way they said it in their release they sent us uh, about the, let me see, I, th I thought they talked about T-Rob. They did. Um, Travaris Robinson, yeah, in addition, we're excited. Oh, he said, yeah, Manny said, we, DeMarcus is eager to take the next step in his coaching career and work in tandem with Travaris with our defensive backs. Yeah. I, I just think, uh, I, I, I get the feeling that Travaris will, he'll have the seniority. And yeah, he'll, certainly. And, and just, you know what, now that I think about it, just by them calling Travaris the DB coach, the defensive backs coach, um, it, to me, that shows that he's kind of uh, the boss of over safeties, corners, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and I think it's probably something he wanted was that overarching title. Because, again, he was a defensive coordinator at South Carolina. Like, he's he's overqualified, really, to be a Maybe I'd make next move, Manny, some of the D coordinator. I don't know, but I, you know, whatever. Yeah, they've, they've got a lot of guys now on staff, um, really on both sides of the ball, who are like have pretty accomplished resumes and I mean Demarcus and Demarcus kind of stands out in that way and that he's the one guy on that staff who is well I guess Packy also this was his first job they promoted him from within um, but obviously he's done a pretty good job as special teams coach and, and strikers coach um, yeah although they didn't call him strikers coach did you see that uh, no I, on, I didn't realize that but yeah, what do they call him. Interesting. Well, that, either way, he's done a pretty yeah, good job. No, I, I, I'm job. just saying. I, I'm just saying. It's just interesting. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. You know, defenses are always evolving. Um, you know, right. Right now, they're, they're right now they're strike. You know, they've had in the past like Zach McLeod was listed as a striker. Like Zach's a linebacker that is was trying to play right. position. Right now, their strikers are Gilbert Frierson, who was recruited as a cornerback, and Keontra Smith, who was recruited as like a in the box safety so like those guys are, are dbs you know sometimes maybe a bigger guy will be there at striker like like avery huff is a guy that i know they've talked about as a guy who could potentially play that spot obviously avery's a linebacker so you know it's always been a hybrid job and yeah maybe some of maybe that's some of the responsibility travaris wants to come in and, and take on um we'll obviously have a much better idea i think once the spring gets here um yeah, I think we yeah, kind of hit, yeah. hit on most of it. Anything else from the coaching side of things that, that we didn't get to that has stood out to you? Uh, I, I think the commitment to recruiting is interesting. Um, definitely. Especially yeah. because, you know, they recruited really well this last year. And really the last two – basically since Manny uh, has, like, gotten to run the recruiting show, they've done a good job in that department. And, you know, it's clearly something he values a lot. Yeah, 
Jonathan Packy will coach special teams and outside linebacker. Yeah, so that's the thing. They don't like really play an outside linebacker anymore. They kind of play two insides and a stri- like. It's it's the, their defense right. is so like nebulous in the linebacker striker department that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's I thinking as far as coaches go. I mean, their their offensive coaching staff is. That, right? I think, yeah, I mean, that whole staff, like, there was no reason to make changes there. They they were really impressive last year, that offensive coaching staff. Basically, every position, like, either improved as the year went on or was just, like, good the whole year. Yeah, I think everything is set, and uh, I think they just knock – I mean, I am knocking on wood, a wooden desk here, that uh, that we actually maybe have a weekend off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the coach, the coaching staff is is together now. I mean, I guess the one thing we're waiting on would be if like Mike Rumpf leaves to go somewhere else, which is I guess maybe where we should finish here. It is interesting that he is in the recruiting department because that is um, the one job, you know, the, the basically the spot he got a lot of criticism for, uh, and deservedly so in his time at Miami. But as you mentioned, it you know maybe it is a way a placeholder for him. To as he kind of looks for other jobs because he's certainly qualified to be a cornerbacks coach, um, or maybe yeah. or maybe there's I, some self reflection there where he knows that like if I want to be a really good cornerbacks coach I got to get better at recruiting and maybe if I uh, spend a year in the recruiting office working with David Cooney like it'll help. Who actually, knows? That's a really really good point. Really I don't know if point. that's what it is, but it, it would be interesting if that was what he was doing. He is. I love. He's very upfront and honest. Great personality. Just love him. I really, I really do. He's a very good athlete, and um, maybe, like I, I don't know this, but maybe he wasn't. Could you just not be into the recruiting part? I don't know. And I think what you said makes sense. Maybe he's like, well, you know, I better, I better get into it, or I better. But I really don't know if he wasn't into it, or you know, what makes somebody? Because he's so personable, David. Like yeah. what he really is, and and and, and uh, just a just such a nice, genuine person, and he loves to talk a lot, you know, and give his feelings. So, what makes somebody not a good recruiter? Yeah, yeah, it's never totally made sense to me. And he's a guy who obviously played in Miami, is from South Florida, coached <laughs> at American Heritage, which is like a powerhouse high school. Like, there, those are all the things when you look at guys who are when you wonder if a guy who's going to be a first-time college coach is going to be a good recruiter, those are the things you look at. It's like Jess Simpson. When he came in, um, he didn't get to do a lot of recruiting because he was only there for a year. But, like, if you talk to coaches, like, because he was a legendary high school football coach in Georgia, everyone respected him. Um, And that is, you know, there's, like, that is a trait you look for. and, And Mike Rumpf should have a lot of that stuff just for whatever reason, it, it didn't translate as a recruiter. Um, and I don't know, maybe he'll benefit from, from a year in the recruiting office, but at the same time, maybe he just wants to get back out to recruit to coaching corners. Um, and maybe, maybe even like an assistant cornerbacks job in the NFL or something like there's, there's other options, obviously for a guy who, you know, has, was a first round pick and played in the NFL for a long time and has had success as a high school coach has you know, produced NFL talent as a, college position coach like you know if he stays in the recruiting office that'll be interesting because i think he'll have options to go elsewhere yeah and 
guides him all the way. It takes a lot of humility, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, I, you know, he must feel kind of, you know, kind of bad now. But um, anyway, I'm rooting for him all the way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, we are back. Um, let's wrap up with uh, some player news that we've had um, yesterday uh, to Wednesday, I guess, because most of you will be listening this Friday. Um, Nesta Jade Silvera and John Ford both announced they're coming back for 2021. Ford using that extra year of eligibility uh, to play a fifth year. Um, Nesta could have gone to the NFL um after wrapping up his a really good junior season, instead he's coming back to play his uh, senior year. Two good moves for the defense. Like obviously that'll help. They're they're clearly convinced guys to come back, which is you know they they all have that run it back graphic made. Um, so you know it's only going to help the defense, especially since Leonard Taylor, who I think um, is you know kind of a no doubt immediate contributor, uh, is not going to be there for the spring anymore. Um, yep, and that, that makes it a little bit tougher for him. You know, I think he's going to contribute in the fall, but you know, he just has a little bit less time um, to to be ready to be a day one starter, um, which you know wouldn't have had to be the case if Ford left. But if Ford and Nesta left, um, then you were looking at basically just I guess Jordan Miller also, but Jared Harrison Hunt, Jordan Miller, not a lot of depth there. Now that group is really deep, and Jess Simpson, obviously in his one year. At um, Miami made Gerald Willis into like one of the most productive defensive tackles in the country. So I'm sure those guys are all excited about uh, getting to work with him again. Yeah, true, true, true. I, I I love that they're all that they're not all, but that they're making this great trend, this great positive trend of guys coming back. Um, you know, starting with Derek King and uh, just you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really all—it really all starts with King. Like every time we talk about all, one of these, it all starts with King. Because if he doesn't come back, yeah. and this team is like, oh, it's another mini right. rebuild year. Um, I, I'm not sure if you know some of these guys would probably still be coming back, but you would not get this big outpouring of everyone being like, we're going to come back, hopefully be a top ten team, hopefully be a playoff contender. Um, and I do think a lot of these guys missed. You know, it was a weird, obviously a really weird season. Like I'm sure that's part of why Derek is coming back is. I'm sure he feels kind of robbed of like what a year is like, what what a normal year is supposed to be like to play football at University of Miami. Yeah, I think I, a lot of guys probably feel that way. Yeah, and I, I it's definitely contagious. I mean, Mike Harley, huge coming back. Yeah, and uh, uh, Bolden, huge coming back. Well, yeah, I guess Harley. That's also new since the last time we talked. That's really the yeah. biggest one they've gotten so far. Is yeah, Harley coming? I, other than Derek coming back, obviously. Is Harley coming Bolden's back? Big too, actually, and and and, and yeah, Derek Harley, Bolden, and now these two guys are starting defensive tackles, and 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 I love that the seat, you know, 
you know, uh, John Ford was a fourth-year senior. He played four years. Mm-hmm. Mike Harley, a fourth-year senior. He played four years. Yep. Derek King, a fifth-year senior, um, who's coming back for a sixth year. It's so cool, you know? That, and, uh, so Vera Jr., third-year junior, but, yeah. you know, I, it's great moves, I think. Um, very good trend. I think it's kind of like, you know, run it back is the new it phrase. Well, I remember that it's kind of funny because I remember the Heat talking about that um, after the bubble, like when kind of Pat Riley was doing his end of the year press conference and stuff. And, you know, they had the really short off season, so it was like hard to make a trade, like a big flashy trade. Um, and they were talking about, you know, they wanted to run it back. They felt like they hit on something. Um, and, you know, it's been mixed results so far in this weird NBA season. But, you know, I think Miami, obviously it ended on a sour note, so – there was always the possibility that people weren't going to buy into this run it back, like run, run what back, run back a 62 to 26 loss to North Carolina. But there was enough positives in the middle of the year where I'm right. sure they, they, they just feel like they had those kind of building blocks um, that if you can, if basically those middle six games, like if those can be the, the full season, you're going to be awesome next year. You know, it's fun when when people are excited to be playing against Alabama. Yeah. Um, Before before we finish with Alabama, Charleston Rambo coming through the portal, another wide receiver. Um, We're also waiting on a decision from Tyreek Stevenson, uh, who is a a star defensive back down here at South Dade. Miami recruited him really heavily, um, but he ended up going to Georgia, has had – Two solid years up there in Athens. He is in the portal. Um, and I, I basically, yeah, people with close to Stevenson have basically indicated he, he entered the portal with the intention of transferring right. to Miami. So the portal work still coming in handy. I think the Rambo pickup is, you know, they just need depth at that wide receiver spot. You, know, you saw how the struggles hurt them there throughout the year from, from basically everyone other than Mike Harley. Um, but Stevenson, if they can get him locked in, then that's the big addition they need because they really need help in the secondary. And he's a guy who I think could be a, a starting cornerback right away next year. Yep. And I, was there anybody else? No, just DeAndre, right? We talked about Yeah, him. we talked about him already. Rambo is yeah. the new one and, and then waiting on a something from Stevenson. Guy they could get. Yeah, yeah, they've got 21 in the recruiting class, plus 22 is DeAndre Johnson, 23 is Charleston Rambo, and they've got room for 24. Uh, so that would be Stevenson. According to Manny, but yeah, according to Manny, yeah. yeah, but you never know, like all of a sudden, what they could be creative with. But we'll, you know, we'll, we'd be up to see. But they're pretty much at the end of their class. My things have changed since uh, since they began this early recruiting period. Yeah. Yeah, very, 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 very busy uh, three weeks, basically, since the end of the season. Um, that Stevenson addition, as, as I mentioned, like, if they can get him, that they haven't, you know, they've gotten some good portal additions. DeAndre Johnson's probably the favorite to be a starting defensive end. Charleston Rambo is definitely a favorite to start at wide receiver. Um, but, you know, this is the Manny Diaz in last year got Quincy Roche, Derek King, and 
Jose Borgales. And the year before that, he got Jalen Phillips and Bubba Bolden and Tay Martel. Like, he, he's used to making splashes there. Stevenson, I think, would, would qualify as a splash because that's a guy who is, uh, you know, a starting defensive back for Georgia who finished in the top ten in the country. If you can get him, uh, then that qualifies, especially considering the major position of need it is. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think I think things are looking up. They're always looking up in the offseason. But I do think, hey, Manny made great changes on the offense last year when he had to, and he's making changes now on the defense, although people I see online are already complaining um, to my tweets about why would they bring, why would they bring back Blake Baker. Yeah, that's that's the big question that's going to linger over the season, and you know he's going to get judged on it, probably unfairly at sometimes. But whatever, if, however that move works out, will determine whether the season is successful. Essentially. Yeah, we'll see. People are saying, "Well, that's Manny's going to be Manny's demise," but we'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we want to finish with Alabama. different though next year like they're going to still be a lot better than Miami because they're Alabama and they are every okay, year. Listen, I looked I you know I have a story that's going to come out um I think I'll put it out tomorrow and, and it'll probably be in Sunday it's going to be in Sunday's paper about the Alabama that you know Canes will open against a different Alabama team but guess what they still have elite talent they do I know they're I know they're missing, they're going to miss, they're not going to have their quarterback, they're not going to have their great, you know, receiver, they're not going to have their Duke Walker winning running back. And they're, they're not, not going to have, have their have, offensive coordinator, they got to find an offensive coordinator. They're not going to have an offensive coordinator, right, they, they, he'll, he'll save and hire somebody equally. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably. get someone big, big, some big name yeah. offensive coordinator trying to rejuvenate himself, Doug Peterson or something. a lot of people, but you know what, David, they have a lot of great yeah, I mean, uh, Alabama is still going to be like a 20-point favorite, probably. <laughs> and like, I, they're going to be a big favorite, I, but I don't, I keep asking about, I have to look about their next, you know, I didn't do this stuff, but I, I talked about the, the great guys coming back and what Miami's going to have to contend with, but they, I don't know much, uh, anything really about their another quarterback and stuff. Obviously, that's important. So. Yeah. yeah, their quarterback was like the number one quarterback in the country a few cycles ago. So, like, he's supposed to be a star, but obviously it'll be his first career start. And, you know, he's going to have a bunch of new starting receivers. Actually, not because I guess John Mechie's coming back. Um, Mechie's coming back? My God, the guy had, like... I know. <laughs> He'll be an All-American next year, probably. Okay. Right? Their defense is young. Yeah, they lose Pat. They lose uh, Daniel Wright. I think Christian Barmore today entered the draft. So, like, you know, their stars are all gone, but, like, there's that's what Alabama does is they lose their stars, and then the next generation of the stars pops up. Oh, they have, they have, yeah, they still have a lot of great guys on defense. They have, like, freshmen, linebackers. I mean, guys that were really good. Yeah. That were, 
you know, leading the team in things when they were freshmen, sophomores. They just, it's not going to be easy, put it that way. Yeah, Miami's hope, and it's probably not good because I think Miami's going to be a really good offense next year. Like, their hope is to make it a defensive struggle probably next year and hope, like, they can get to, you know, if they can, like, bother Bryce Young, basically, and make the freshman making his first career start a little uncomfortable, then, like, then you got a chance, but I'm not optimistic about that, I guess. Right, yeah, and we also, yeah, we don't know about uh, Derek. You know? Yep. Yeah, that's obviously the elephant in the room, and we won't know about that for a while. Um, So let's wrap up there. We don't have to do a full preview of uh, week one of the 2021 season yet. We've got time for that. Uh, You can follow Susan on Twitter at SMillerDegnan. As she mentioned, she's got a story coming Friday uh, about the upcoming Miami-Alabama matchup. Uh, So you get your preview reading started ahead of time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Um, I'll have someone coming on Travaris Robinson's uh, recruiting success uh, probably Friday also. Um, but other than that, it should be a little bit of a quieter week now with all the uh, most of the coaching news out of the way, just waiting on a potential St- Tyreek Stevenson shoe to drop. But, um, you know, if something happens, we'll be back next week, right? Well, there'll, there'll certainly be something to talk about. There's always something. You know there'll be something. Yep. All right, um, let's finish there. Thanks, as always, for listening, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks, everyone.